This is the Colonial Department's Extra Credit, a bonus show that provides some nugget-sized tidbits of Philippine colonial history. It's based on the most recent episode, so if you haven't yet, check out Season 4, Episode 7, Upon This Rock. Then hop on back here for some extra credit. Our last episode was all about Alcatraz. Alcatraz became famous for that time when it was a federal penitentiary and it housed some of America's most notorious prisoners. But before it was turned over to the U.S. Department of Justice in 1933, it was run by the military, which is why military prisoners from the Philippines were incarcerated there. But the Philippines also had its own prison called Bilibid. The Bilibid we know now in Muntinlupa was built in the 40s. The old Bilibid prison, built by the Spanish in 1865, was in the heart of old Manila. In 1912, two prominent feminists were given a tour of Bilibid and they saw how it was run under the American regime. The picture they painted was almost unbelievably idyllic, like they were touring a resort instead of a prison. Here are three tidbits culled from the travel diary of one of the prison visitors, a prominent Dutch intellectual named Aleta Jacobs. It goes without saying that what Jacobs saw was the tour guide, best foot forward version of the Philippine prison, and that it was likely not representative of day-to-day life inside the penitentiary. One. During the 1912 visit of Aleta Jacobs, the prison was made up of 50 buildings and contained about 5,000 convicts. That was about 10% of all the convicts in the archipelago of the Philippines, said Jacobs. Only those who were given a sentence of two years or more were sent to Bilibid. Moreover, she wrote, it was run not by the Department of Justice, but by the Department of Education. 2. Prisoners in Bilibid woke up at 5.30 a.m., had breakfast at 6 o'clock a.m., then labored inside prison workshops from 6.30 until 11.30 a.m. They could also be called for an hour at a time to attend prison school. At 11.30 a.m., they went on break for a wash, then had lunch at 11.50. They were then given some cigarettes and chesta time until 1.45 p.m. Work then resumed until 4.30. After that, It was shower time, then a sundown march to music, and then dinner. Free time continued until 8.45. They could spend it inside the library or the recreation hall or even inside classrooms. Lights out was at 9 o'clock p.m. 3. According to Aleta Jacobs, breakfast consisted of bread, coffee, and bananas. Lunch was soup, brown rice, and a plate of vegetable curry. One and one-fourth ounce of either meat or fish was also served, while potatoes and onions could be added for variety. Dinner was the same as breakfast, though the bananas could be swapped out for other fruits. According to Aleta Jacobs, the prisoners were so docile and well-behaved that Bilibid had no need for guards. She was naive and optimistic enough to believe this fiction. In reality, Bilibid was very heavily guarded. Let's listen to this 1911 report from the Manila Times about the security around the prison. There is a central tower where, day and night, an American guard keeps unwinking watch over the prison. 
In six of the twelve guard towers on the wall stands an American armed with a Gatling gun, shotgun, and revolver. Alternating with these are native guards, six in number, armed also, but without the Gatling from which a man may squirt death, as if from a hose. The central tower holds an American guard carrying a loaded revolver and with three rifles in a case at hand. From this point, he has complete control over the lighting of the prison. It is possible at a moment's notice to plunge into darkness any one or all the buildings. As you can see, with security like that, Bilibid was definitely no resort. All the info about the prison here is from the book Colonial Manila, 1909-1912, Three Dutch Travel Accounts, which you can get from the Ateneo de Manila Press. I hope you learned something new today, and as always, check back next week for a new episode of the Colonial Department.